0: to the loving bdsm podcast episode 274 okay the lord's here with the one the only the you just got to talk about one of your favorite sex toys in a video that will come out very soon i did and you were very happy i was you were fondling those toys They were like squeezy 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 yeah yeah Yeah. you had your your devious smile much like like you do right now
1: they're like stress relievers yes they're
0: (laughs) stress balls but for your Dick. Okay.
1: But funner. I would
0: imagine. I would imagine. (laughs) Anyway, that's a sneak peek. We got a sex toy review video coming up. Um, Hi. Today, though, today, we're actually following up on episode 261 where we talked about different leadership styles to discuss the one we relate most to, and that is servant leadership and how it relates to power exchange. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every... Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at LovingBDSM.net. You can follow the show on Twitter, at LovingBDSM, on FetLife, at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <clears throat> LovingDS and the number one, so it's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes, found at LovingBDSM.net. A big shout out as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you, we love you, we appreciate the ever living fuck out of you. Uh, if you would like access to more content, to more of us, to live streams, podcasts, discord server, oh my, uh, you can become one of our kinky patrons for as little as $2 a month. Head to patreon.com slash that's patreon.com slash lords or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so before we get into today's topic, I would like to send a big old thanks to this week's sponsor, Sohimi. I hope I'm saying their company name right. (laughs) Sohimi is a sex toy retailer. They're kind of new on the scene. I saw them a lot with my sex toy friends uh, in 2020, and now we have started working with Mm -hmm. them. They are an affordable, extremely affordable uh, sex toy shop. Uh, The products they tend to promote the most are clitoral stimulators, clitoral suckers. They've got some really pretty ones. I have tried one of their vibrators. It was a wand massager on top and a clitoral sucker on the bottom. It was a two-ended, double-ended toy. I liked the wand massager best. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not I try a clitoral sucker, but it's not my favorite. Um, but they don't just sell like your quote standard typical sex toys like vibrators and stuff. They do sell some kink themed ones, including um, uh, butt plug tails. They have one Mm. right now. It's a foxtail. It's a pink foxtail, black butt plug, uh, pink foxtail. Um, These, that one is currently retailing for $28.99. So is it a luxury toy that you might spend $50, $60 on? And it's like, like, like the, the, the fur is almost realistic, but not quite? No, but does it look kind of cool? Yeah, their silicone <laughs> feels really good. I can attest to that from their um, wand massager. And then another thing that they have that kind of made me giggle, I would never want to use it. It's a it's a gag and it's one of those gags where in the mouth of the person wearing the gag is then another opening as a toy. And this one is a masturbator. It is a pocket pussy. So. When you're playing with that kink that says, I'm going to do your, I'm going to fuck your mouth like it's a pussy. In this case, it 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 is. Yeah. Uh, it's a pocket pussy shaped opening on the gag. Um, I showed it to you and your immediate thought was?
1: Humiliation kink. Exactly.
0: Yep. <laughs> it It's not one I would use, not going to lie, <laughs> but it does make me giggle. Um, again, it is really affordable. It's about $30. So remember, these are not luxury toys, but these are in budget kind of toys. So if you want to play, you want to check them out, you're in the market <laughs> for some toys that don't cost an arm and a leg, check out Sahimi. Sahimi.com, but we have the links in the show notes for... Um, podcast listeners and in the description box for um, YouTube for as long as YouTube will let me keep those links and they keep making me delete links because, oh, there's... There's adult content on those links in your description box,
1: <laughs> um, and Sohimi
0: is—I um, can't remember if they're based out. I think they're based out of China, I think, but they do ship to the U.S. Uh, really discreet shipping, uh, really quick shipping. Um, when I got the wand massager, we had a really good experience with it, and it was—it's a decent toy for um, mm. for being so affordable. So I was pretty impressed with that. So. Thank you to Sahimi for sponsoring this week's episode. Check them out if you're in the market for a a new sex toy. Okay, there we go. Now we're gonna get into this episode and it is on servant leadership, which we mentioned in episode 261 Mm -hmm. on leadership styles. We wanted to do that episode first because We wanted to have the opportunity to talk more about leadership styles as part of power exchange, specific to dominance, but I have some thoughts on servant leadership as well that's not specific to dominance. Um, And we thought we'd start with servant leadership because that one I think is the one that resonates most with With us. us. Yeah. So like we did for that episode, I'm using a very vanilla resource (laughs) on what that even is. And so that resource is definitely looking at it through the lens of management and the work environment. Um, If anybody has come across anything where credible educators are writing about this kind of stuff through a power exchange lens, please feel free to send me a link. Um, But, so that's what we're using because we can kinkify anything, y'all. I mean, if you can make a toy and, you know, a household item and pervert it, pervertable into a kink toy, why can't we make vanilla content into kink content and uh, pervert that too. So the first thing <laughs> to start with is what the hell is servant leadership? It's some people know it very well, especially if you engage in leadership courses and management styles, and it's part of your job to kind of know that stuff. Um, and some people know the term and are like, sure, I eh, what? I don't know. So let's define it. The and I'm reading straight from the resource. The servant leadership style is based on the idea that leaders prioritize serving a larger good. That Mm -hmm. is their team and organization, as opposed to looking out for their own objectives. Servant leadership seeks to achieve a vision by providing strong support to employees, allowing them to learn and grow while bringing their own expertise and vision to the table. So Mm -hmm. let's flip that on its head. Servant, and, and look at it through power exchange. Servant leadership seeks to achieve a vision of a relationship by providing strong support to Partners, especially submissives, allowing them to learn and grow while bringing their own expertise, experience, and vision for the relationship to the table. Fascinating. I think I think it's a one to one. I think servant <laughs> leadership is not just at work; it is in all in any facet yeah. of life. So that is servant leadership. When when you think of servant leadership, how do mm-hmm. you think of it for yourself?
1: Um, I think that sums it up really well. And, and also, I like the um, um, fact that, you know, sometimes you do have to put your own wants, needs to the side for the greater good.
0: Of the relationship of, as a whole. Of, of, of life.
1: Of, of life in a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you have to prioritize. Mm-hmm you know, what, what is more important, the, the, the whole or the one?
0: Right, the thing I want right this second or what we need together, or even what you need as my partner for this relationship to move forward. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you give up your own want and, or need temporarily, to provide a want or need for the other person, because mm-hmm. that's what benefits the relationship as a whole. Yeah,
1: because some sometimes, and and I I've, I've been guilty of this in the past, and even now sometimes, not as often. I'm more aware of it, but you can be short-sighted by the things you want now. Yeah, as opposed to thinking about what the long term the instant gratification mm-hmm. gratification
0: versus the if i'm patient and i wait this out right what could happen potentially mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. in the future
1: i i i don't know if you've noticed sometimes how i eat i've even kind of worked that into how i eat sometimes i just
0: noticed she eat slower than me
1: um, <laughs> sometimes i look I'm, delayed gratification delayed
0: gratification there we go yeah okay
1: yeah. I will eat the thing I like the least oh. first okay. to get to the thing I like the best Yeah, I'm not good last. with any of
0: that. One that requires patience.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, servant leadership <coughs> in whatever form it takes definitely requires patience. Mm-hmm. It requires um, a vision towards teamwork and yeah. um, achieving, setting and achieving goals. All topics we've talked about before. Um, And I think part of the reason those topics are so important to us is because we follow this um, philosophy, even though we don't necessarily call it that.
1: Mm -hmm. You
0: are not the dominant who's gonna walk around and go, I get to have what I want when I want, because I'm the Dom. Like that's not not gonna play around here. (laughs) In a kink scene, in a temporary moment, in a fun fuckery time, Hell yeah.
1: yeah. that's another thing. That's, that's, that's another I'm thing. I'm here yeah. for
0: it. Get what you want because I trust you to know I'm going to get what I want in the end as well. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about day-to-day life stuff, like we have to parent kids, we have to earn money, we mm-hmm. have to take care of a dog and buy groceries, the idea that just because you're in charge, the world... The the world revolves around me. Right. Now, again, let me, I did not say this at the top because I was so eager to get in this topic, (laughs) but this style will not work for everybody. No. And that's fine. If what works for you keeps everybody in the relationship happy and healthy and whole, Mm -hmm. then do what works for you. This works for us the best because we, even though you are in charge, you We do not do a dictator style around here. That is not our leadership style, um, either of ours. Um, Yeah, you want to have control and you want to have power, but it is for the greater good. Mm -hmm. My take on it from having observed you now for all these years (laughs) is that you might get that temporary gratification of you got exactly what you wanted when you wanted, Mm -hmm. but if it harms another outcome, like I'm too exhausted to do something that you want me to do or I'm upset with you because I'm angry at you because you got what you needed in that mm-hmm. moment to, and fuck everything else, then it causes long-term hurt. That's just not worth
1: it. It's, it's, um, sometimes it's like a domino effect, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. one, one piece falls and it takes everything with it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, Life happens and sometimes that's just the way things are. Mm -hmm. But if you can avoid that. Right. Like why would
0: you do that on purpose? Right. Because you just decided to think about the here and now Mm -hmm. and not how the here and now might impact the next moment and the next moment. And 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 I
1: think that's why I'm I'm not one to make uh, quick decisions Mm -hmm. because I'm always trying. I, I. okay. if I do X, what's the out. You know what does that equal and i always try to you know what is the outcome of this
0: right you're trying to think a couple steps ahead yeah. so if you do it in a mentally healthy way you're not anxious about it i do the same thing but it's cuz of anxiety um. <laughs> So I don't usually do it in a healthy way, but you, yeah. And that is impossible to do for every single solitary situation. Sometimes you just have to go with a gut feeling. Sometimes you have to go, I don't know what's going to happen, but this seems like the best Mm -hmm. choice. Um, That's why we always come back to the idea of regardless of your leadership style, uh, dominance, especially in a 24 seven, like full power exchange is a huge responsibility because you're carrying the weight of all of your decisions on your shoulders. Now, I, because of how we view power exchange and how we handle our power exchange, I carry some of that weight as well, because Mm -hmm. I know that 99% of the time, the decisions you're making are either coming with my consent and okay, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, we can do it. Or it's coming off the back of my own recommendation. So I feel just as much responsibility Mm -hmm. if it doesn't go well, but, Ultimately, you are the one who said yes, no, yeah. maybe. Let's do it. Let's not do it. Whatever, and that. And I quite frankly love the fact that you try to think strategically and tactically, mm-hmm. and that you take your time. I don't love it when he takes his time. Let, let's be real. I'm not a patient person. No, you're not. But I appreciate.
1: I, I I think you. I I can see the look in your eye when you come to me with with an idea or with something that you you know would like to see happen, and I say the words, let me noodle it for a bit. Oh,
0: God. And then as the submissive in this situation, and also I had to do this (laughs) when I had this kind of boss back in the day, then there's the balance between when do I follow up that's an appropriate amount of time, Mm -hmm. and when is it nagging. Like, when is it too soon? and that is a delicate balance I have not always figured out because if I'm super excited about it, I figure you only need twenty four hours to noodle. You've noodled enough and most talk of the, about and it.
1: most of the time that's what it comes down to. I'm like Except let me think about it for a day.
0: when there have been those times I've come to you and been like, did you have time to think about it? And you're like, oh shit, I forgot all about yeah. it. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, I and then,
0: of course, you say, give me more time right. And then what I want <laughs> to ask is how much more how time much do more you time. Need? And that, if I don't, if you are not in the exact right frame of mind, that is when your aggravation shows, because at that point now you feel pushed. And that's the thing I think about, leadership is not management, even though we conflate the two. We talked about this in the leadership cells. Management is making sure the day-to-day sort of tasks get done. Leadership is guiding the ship and having the ultimate vision. And... (laughs) leaders, regardless of their personality, introvert, extrovert, servant leadership, something else, what, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think that, especially in in the case of power exchange, we're talking about a dominant who wants to be in control on some level, and what I have found for you is if you feel like I am pushing for a decision or an answer, even when I mentioned it to him 48 hours before he asked for 24 hours to noodle, he didn't noodle, now we're another 24 hours, whatever, I'm not counting, it's fine, it's fine. If you feel like I'm pushing too hard, it's all, it, my, the way I perceive it is it's almost like you feel a little bit out of control. Like I'm trying to force an answer and you don't have as much control over the decision as you'd like. Because at the wrong, if I hit it just wrong, you don't lash out like an asshole, but mm. you will get snappy. You will get like not your best, calm, soothing, J.B. self. Um And then now there's tension. And now I'm feeling my submissiveness in a way I don't love to feel it. Like I like to feel smaller than and lesser than, and you're in charge and ooh, baby, that's sexy. Until it's, I'm feeling it because you're annoyed because I am pushing or rushing you to make a decision you're not ready for because you haven't thought it through. Mm -hmm. But let me just say, if you asked for 24 hours to noodle and we're on hour 48. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I, I did my part. I feel like the snappishness is about you, not me, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> podcast listeners. You can't see the look on his face. That's so probably a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but, the, and that is the sort of the push and pull between, I love the fact that you will take your time to make decisions because you're not just making a decision that benefits just you or benefits just me. It's about how does it impact
1: us? Everybody, right.
0: And, and the greater us of, because of the way our decisions are made. How does it impact the family? How does mm-hmm. it impact business? Um, right. But that that is, that is a delicate balance to walk as a submissive of giving you the time and space to make those decisions mm-hmm. and also not allowing things to fall by the wayside because like all people, dominance are not perfect and not a hundred percent on all the time. You are just as capable as I am of anybody else of procrastination. Sure. If it's a difficult decision, if you're just not quite sure, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, if it's one you just don't want to make that decision. I mean, we all have those moments in life where we're like, fuck, I don't, yeah, I don't want yeah, to decide because yeah. I don't like any of my options. Yeah. And then that's when I kind of have to push a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes the snap still comes back out, and I, I don't, I don't speak with the most meek and mild submissive tone. I don't know if y'all notice that around <laughs> here. And when I, and this is a judgment call that I can get wrong, but because of my own experience in leadership, my own experience being in control of shit and my experience with you, when I can tell, when I sense that the the slowdown from your leadership
1: mm-hmm. is
0: procrastination and not loving your options, I will push back. Yeah. Go, we gotta make a choice. I mean, at this point, I kind of don't care what the choice mm-hmm. is. And I think that what I like about this, this is why servant leadership, I think works so well for us. The thing about being a servant, Leader being having this kind of leadership style, is yes, you ultimately make the decision, but because you're making decisions that are in, in all of our best interests, you then have to take feedback from everybody involved in that decision. Sure. In our case, in our power exchange, that means it's a lot of communication. You are listening to what I have to say. You are taking in that information. And because we've built... The trust between us, and you trust my judgment 95% of the time. Um, and we have this level of experience with one another and making decisions and going through hard times. Right. Y- what I say carries a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And that I
1: is mean, it, nice. It comes, it's
0: also important, I
1: think. It comes from our track record together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the trust that we have developed both ways. Yep. yep. Right. That, um, you know, goes a long way with that, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. why I think, you know, as more time goes on, it actually becomes easier for us.
0: Sure. We have more of a collaborative style in our relationship anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're the ultimate decision maker. You are the decider. Uh, Register trademark. No, it's not. It should be, though. Um, But... I come in with all of my knowledge, all of my experience. And I see the direct parallel in business. A good boss, a good leader goes, yeah, I know about where we're trying to go and I know a lot about this company or I know a lot about Mm -hmm. this type of job, but I don't know your fucking job. So tell me what you know. Let me empower you to give me the information, even if it's shit I don't want to hear And then I'll take that in and consider that as part of the decision. That is also, I think an important part of any leadership style, but certainly this, the kind we're talking about today, you are not, you don't like it, but you're not afraid for me to come tell you something you don't want to hear. And that can be, I think you did not handle that well. I think you're wrong. That is not an easy conversation to have. I don't like (laughs) having it. I don't revel in that. I do when we're jokey, teasy, and I can be like, huh-huh, like I was right. But when it's like a decision that maybe was made or a choice that was made, I'm like, mm, I'll actually try and find all kinds of creative ways to tell you're wrong without saying the words you were wrong. <laughs> like, that didn't work out as planned. Um, but, it, you know, things like yeah. that. And, but I have to be able to say that, and you right. have to be able to take that information in.
1: True. but, you know, there there is... Um, we, we all have to be able to take... Some criticism, yeah, per se, as difficult as it as, is. As difficult as it is, um, I'm, I may be the big D. I may be the decider, but I am not. I am not right a hundred percent of the time. But
0: the thing, and we've talked about this many times before, the fact that you can admit that, the fact that when you are wrong, you admit it, you apologize for it. We go, okay. What do we go? Where do we do from here? The fact that you've done that in the past means that I can continue to collaborate with you. Mm-hmm. I can continue to follow your lead because I know through experience that you're gonna make the best decision you can, but if it goes wrong right. and you fuck up, you're gonna at least see it. But
1: see, when you do that with me, I know I'm not gonna get, well, you just royally fucked up, didn't you, yeah, and no. walk away. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna Okay, go. mm-hmm. you're gonna sit and talk with me and say, look, this didn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. This did not work. Can Here's we try why. Something Can we, yeah. try something else? Yeah. Let's try
0: something else.
1: But see, that's helpful to me because it allows me to grow as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the thing. The thing about servant leadership and whatever definition, business or otherwise, is the leader is not the center of the universe. Now, let me go back to say, if part of your relationship style is your dominant, your D-type being the center of the universe, that's great. Go for it. As long as everybody's getting their needs met and it's a mm. relatively and however you define a happy, healthy relationship, do it. But in from our perspective, that would not work because it takes a really strong, strong person to be able to go, I'm the center of the universe and I can push my ego to the side to do what's best for both. Now, I could mm-hmm. see where somebody could have that kind of style, be like, as the center of the universe, this thing benefits me too, so I can make this decision that benefits all of us. That just doesn't resonate with me. Now, uh, part of what I put in my notes, because we talk about leadership as a, a dom thing, right? Because in our view, the way we look at power exchange, the dominants are leaders. They're in mm-hmm. power, they're, they have the power, they have control, They. but there's a leadership aspect to it. But I fully contend, and I'm sure I've said this before submissives can be leaders and not just in a hierarchy, like you have like a, a house kind of deal, and you as a submissive maybe have other people answering to you. Like, yes, that. But it's part of my style as your submissive and my abilities in other roles I've had as a leader that I don't come to you and go, Well, you're done fucked up now. How could you do that? Mm. What, you know, I'm also looking at the way I talk to you, the information I present and the options I present to you when that's what you ask me to do. Mm -hmm. Not in terms of what will benefit me most, but again, what will benefit us. And it's a a type of leadership that is a little bit more subtle because I'm not leading the relationship. The only thing I'm kind of in charge of is me. And that's only when you are not in charge Mm -hmm. of me. But everything I'm doing Outside of those moments when, when I'm selfishly wanting what I want, because that's that's life. That happens to all of us. When we are in that collaboration mode, I also can bend and give and go, yes, I personally really want this outcome. I personally really want you to let me stay up until midnight because that makes me happy because I get to scroll through Instagram reels and lose Multiple hours, (laughs) Uh, but I also know that for us to function as a team tomorrow, my ass better be in bed at ten o'clock, regardless of what I personally want. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, when I approach you in that on my end of a conversation with problem solving, with planning, with you know that didn't go that didn't go as planned. What are we going to do next? That kind of stuff. I too am thinking of it from that perspective, and I think that's really helpful. Is it? gonna work for everybody, no. I would say for really strong-willed S-types who are happy to give up the control to the right person but still have those tendencies of I know what I think and I know what I think is right and I know what direction I want this relationship to go in, my life to go in, coming at it from that collaborative stance And not just thinking about yourself, but thinking about the the bigger picture of the relationship and what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish together. That is a form of servant leadership that just is less obvious because I'm not, I'm I'm barely in charge of myself most of the time. Just because I feel like the gremlins in my head have taken over. But in that moment, what I am in charge of is how I talk to you and how I present Mm. ideas to you and how I behave and how I, we're past the point of needing to earn trust but how I maintain that trust mm-hmm. and that communication and that sense of collaboration and I take a very similar stance. I mean except in those days when I'm kind of whiny and I'm kind of snarky and I just, I didn't sleep well. I, I want I we talk about these things in sort of idyllic ways and it sounds mm-hmm. like we are like this in every interaction. no the fuck we're not. there are days we are sniping at one another yeah totally sniping at one another uh we were you and i and the 15 year old were in the kitchen and we got we didn't get snappy like we weren't we were almost play arguing like we were teasing one another and going back and forth and it was playful but with that harsh edge that some play Mm -hmm. sometimes gets especially when you're sarcastic motherfuckers like we are
1: Um, (laughs) and
0: we were doing that in the kitchen and then i walked away And I came back and I walked up on you and the 15 year old talking and you were, I know you were doing it in a teasing way, but it felt like mockery to me. And I actually went, "Uh uh-uh, no, Mm -hmm. this hurts my feelings. What are you doing? Like, (laughs) (laughs) this was not a moment that I walked up to him and said, oh, daddy, I just need you to know that that has harmed my feelings. And please, can we talk? Like, fuck that shit. No, no,
1: you're like. I don't like that shit. I don't
0: like that shit. <laughs> Y'all are hurting my feelings. It feels like you're talking about me behind my back and I don't like it. <laughs> so, just because this is how we try to approach problems, I mean, that's how we always do. Um, the big stuff, the stuff where we know it's big. And so we try to come to the conversation level headed. Mm-hmm. Talking about what are we going to do to pay the mortgage uh, when our uh, income dropped by. Like that was a big deal. And I don't know how much of it is just time together and how much of it is our own life experience that, you know, plays into this, but we could have come at one another in a panic, freaking out, not being our best selves, not being productive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think that a lot of people would recognize that because in that high stress situation, it, it's that's a, a common very, reaction. It's, it's
1: a very stressful time for people. Yeah. But
0: what we needed were solutions. Right. So we came to that conversation with, we're equals in the sense that we are both in this fucking situation mm-hmm. <laughs> and we both need to put our thinking caps on and come up with some fucking solutions. Right.
1: We're we're in this together. We right. we got here together. We need to figure it out together.
0: And our mantra lately because it's just what keeps me going is we've gotten through every other hard shit thing that's come at us, we can get through, get this, through this too. Yeah. But even then You, because of the nature of our power exchange, you're the decider. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna throw out all the options I can Mm -hmm. think of. I'm gonna tell you everything I'm working. I'm gonna keep you in the loop. Like, I was a great employee by the fucking way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know I was. Those people cried when I left, it was great. Um, Not that I'm, you know, got a big head about it. Anyway, um, I did all of that and yet it was here Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Now, we've talked about this a lot in the past when I'm the one with the expertise, like in the case of what I'm doing for my personal brand that's not loving BDSM and my site, I am in charge of that. But if you had heard something that you went, "Ah, that doesn't sound right. That's a moment Mm -hmm. in this power exchange. You get to sit up and go, that doesn't sound right.
1: Well, it's just like, um, another good example with that is, you know, I go out on social media mm-hmm. and you know i i chat with folks i have fun with folks i, I post some things but i do not understand social media mm-hmm. as a business construct <laughs> the way you do
0: i'm mostly faking it but yes yes i know
1: <laughs> so you know you handle that mm-hmm. Um, many of the decisions I defer to you mm-hmm. on that,
0: and yet I still bring it all back you, to you. You do I bring it back just to me. Yeah, make a decision unilaterally and don't communicate mm-hmm. with you either. And that is in all parts of our relationship. The only thing yeah. that would not count is if I am trying to do a surprise for you cuz it's like your birthday or it's a holiday or it's and mm. that is actually harder because then I'm like I'm going to talk around this thing so I don't give away the surprise secret part <laughs> but I'm going to need to let you know that I am doing this thing on your behalf mm-hmm. and I I'm, I'm making these decisions without you and this feels as weird as it sounds to me too. I mean, but that that is that is what we kind of fell into naturally. Yeah. I part of it is personality especially my personality, I'm a great follower for the right leader. I am a shitty follower if you suck as a leader because I will do what I'm supposed to do that I'm contractually obligated to do and not one fucking thing more. And I will give you side eye the whole goddamn time because I can do that better than you can. What the fuck are you doing? Like I have a whole Mm -hmm. attitude with people that I perceive to be poor leaders on all levels. Um, And we... Have done very well together. Have there been slips and moments that were not great? Yes. Well, are you better today than 2013? Of course you are. This is yeah. time and experience. Um, but we have we have figured out this works for us most of the time, and so we just stick with it in everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's weird that it's every facet of our relationship. A conversation about dinner is throwing out options and kind of the compromise and then I sit back and wait and you go, okay, we're gonna do this, right? Um, How we're gonna handle, oh, the big thing in our life right now is the 15 year old turns 16 next week and we have already scheduled his appointment for his road test to get his, potentially get his driver's license. And so we've been mapping that out of practice schedules and skills he still needs to to kind of practice a few more times and how we're going to get that done. And that is sitting across from each other going, okay, I think we should do this. Okay, yeah, I get that. But mm-hmm. have you thought about this? Oh, yeah. Okay, so what are we going to do? And then putting all that information out there and then I sit back and I wait. And sometimes I, I, sometimes, and I think good bosses allow this. Sometimes I push the answer I think is the right one. What I think we should do is X, Y, Z, right? What I think we should do is practice these routes on these days and you take this and I'll take that. That's what I think we should do. And you'll go, okay, then that's what we're gonna do. Now, ultimately the outside looking in, somebody would say that you did not make that decision. I made that decision. No, I made the fucking plan. You went, yeah, that works. Mm -hmm. And that is because you can see one, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Two, it's better than whatever was on your mind. And three, it gets us to the outcome in a way that we can all be satisfied with. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a practice thing. That is a... Um, that's a time thing. That's a trust thing. That's a communication thing. And I think it starts small and then you build up to that. I don't think that you meet one another on the internet and ten days later you're in a full power exchange and the Dom or the D type is like, I am a servant leader and this is what we're gonna do. Like I I just don't I mean maybe some special somebody out there can do that, but the vast majority of us who are just, you know, regular people with our Mm -hmm. regular, you know, whatevers, we it's not gonna happen that way. It's it is a time thing. It is for us, we were long distance first, so there were entire swaths in my life you couldn't have any control over because sure. we were living it separately. I had right. to make decisions. But in those times, I learned I could come and talk to you about, hey, here's this thing I'm going through, and mm-hmm. you would tell me what you thought, you would offer suggestions. I wouldn't always take it, but often I would. And I learned that I trusted your judgment. And I think that's a big part of it too. To right. attain that leadership role, whether you follow a servant leadership style or some other leadership style, it's about the other person or the people who follow you trusting your judgment on some level. And I think if you bust through the door or the wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man or like, I'm fucking here Mm -hmm. and you got to do what I say because I call myself a dominant. Mm -hmm. Get your ass out of here. But I'm not here for that. It's bullshit.
1: But even that, I mean, it takes time. I was not always like that true all right you've met my family
0: yes yes i have
1: yeah yes i I, have. I i had a lot to unlearn and yeah you know sure and and that's what it is and you know the way i look at it you're always learning that that part doesn't stop you don't get to his oh i i know i know it all now i don't have to learn anything oh, good lord now
0: no, yeah. And God, we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Speaking of that, I had my <laughs> own stuff to unlearn. So in my former marriage, I stopped communicating. Like I just either did what I wanted to do or we fought, like we weren't communicating. So I had to relearn the talking to a partner about a hard thing. And that is scary. If you've got mm-hmm. some something from your past, childhood, relationships, whatever, that you're, you learn, quote, air quote, learned, that it was safer not to say something, it is really tough to open up and just say the thing, to disagree with somebody. That's the thing I had to learn how to do, which was respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. I The respectful part wasn't really what I had to learn. The, my problem was in my previous relationships, I wasn't doing anything respectfully. I was doing it with total contempt, like had lost all respect for that person. So when I communicated, it was scathing. It was all of this snark with not as much uh, wisdom, vocabulary, and experience to really like bring it, but it was all the snark. Um, On the other end, with authority figures in my life, I had never been given the freedom to say what I thought, to share my opinion, to have my opinion treated like it was something worth having and worth being considered even if it was ultimately rejected. So not in interpersonal relationships, work relationships. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mostly I'd had some really good bosses and I had some shitty bosses like most of us. (laughs) Um, And so that was a thing I had to overcome. I mean, we've talked about before, when you and I first got together, when we had to have a hard conversation, I physically could not say the words, I had to write them down. Yes. Because I just didn't have yet the sense of security to say, this is what I think and what I think directly contradicts what you think. Mm -hmm. But shit, having that kind of ability to communicate in a power exchange is powerful. It's what moves everybody forward. Ultimately, like I can respectfully and mostly calmly sit down and go, hey, daddy, I love you with all of my heart and soul. We're going out of this life like Thelma and Louise. And also <laughs> you done fucked up and here's how we could do this better, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> that's not an easy conversation, but it is vastly easier now in the year it, of our Lord yeah. 2021 than it would have been in 2013. You sure. know, I just, I, it was a skill I also had to develop. And it and is. It, helps when the person you're talking to treats you like the equal that you are. Like we, yes, a power exchange is a power imbalance, but it is a negotiated power imbalance. When that power exchange is lifted off of that moment, we are equal human beings sitting across from one another trying to navigate a fucking life together. We are trying to get hopefully to the same place the same destination, the same goal together, mm-hmm. holding hands and still liking each other when we get there. And we have mutually put you in charge of that. And right. so my viewpoint for the relationships that are going to be fulfilling to me is that you have to think of the us, not sure, the you, not the me, the us. Now that doesn't mean every decision. I think we said this at the top. I might be repeating myself. Hi, you must be new here. If you didn't know, I don't repeat myself. I repeat myself all the time. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you do make decisions that seem like they are in my best interest more than yours. And I hate those Mm -hmm. for all my baby girl ways of wanting what I want and getting my thing. I hate it when I feel like you are sacrificing something you want to give me something I want. But in moments of clarity, I know it's because you believe that that is what the relationship needs. Yeah. Also, you are an indulgent daddy-dom who wants to spoil your baby girl, and I love that about you. Well, and, <laughs> and
1: there, there is that little bit, but mm-hmm. one thing I have noticed with you, um, you work very, very hard, and you do a lot to take care of everybody. You do, th- you do things for everybody. I mean, you're out. You see, you know, oh, there's, there's a sale on jeans. I'm, I'm going to get these for the boy because he's going to need them. You know, oh, I'm, I'm out. I, you know, daddy's been wanting this. I'm going to get them for him. And, and there's one person that always seems to get left out. <laughs> you. Yeah. You know, so sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you deserve that. Get that for yourself. Yeah. Do that.
0: And you know what? It's funny because my rational mind goes, yes, that's what keeps my resentment down. That keeps me happy and healthy and whole. And that makes me happy. And Mm -hmm. so then the we together move forward. Also, to me, a great leader, regardless of style, but I tend to see this in servant leadership, a great leader is looking outward. They are looking at the people that they are in relationship with, in this case, a power exchange. And they're looking at the other person going, what is that other person doing for other people that they're not doing for themselves? What is that other person lacking that they need and deserve? In the workplace, you know, the best leaders I've ever followed were like, you're not getting paid enough for the work you're doing. You're doing too much work. Yeah, you need to take your fucking vacation day. Why, why mm-hmm. am I the one telling you? Like, they're looking out for the people who work for them, because if those people are taken care of, then the work gets done at a better level. Those people stay like it's, it's good for the whole team in a workplace. The same is true in power exchange. If you're looking out for me when I'm not looking out for me, Mm -hmm. and that can be in power exchange. I see it a lot as you're not getting enough sleep. You're not moving your body enough. You are not eating the foods that you know, make you feel good. Like whatever that thing might be. And you've got, the boss, right? for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. guiding and directing and saying, no, take care of yourself. And also you did this early on, make taking care of yourself a priority. I'm asking you to do that. So then it's a little bit like you've been given permission to actually go inward and and look inwardly and be selfish in that not negative way. Um, Because yes, you want me to be happy. And that I think is probably your more immediate Thing, Mm -hmm. but from a leadership standpoint, if I'm happy, then this relationship continues to thrive. Right. And then we move forward together. Mm -hmm. And the best leaders I've ever come across in any life situation have been that way. They're not just thinking about their own needs. And sometimes the leaders need somebody to remind them. That's why we have the tough love clause here in our relationship because (laughs) you will get so busy taking care of everybody else, you'll forget to take care of yourself. And I'm the one going, you're going to the doctor. I'll call and make the appointment. I'll drive you there, but you're going. And that's, I don't ask him permission for shit because that's what we (laughs) negotiated into the relationship. That's why. Um, But again, I think that falls back on your trust in me and my ability to look at a situation and go, this is not a moment for me to take over. He's mm-hmm. he he doesn't need to go to the doctor. He probably should, but it's we're not critical yet. I need to step back and not let my personal need to control things. Hi, yes, submissives do sometimes like to control everything. Uh, <laughs> um, and I have to assess that situation, or it. I have to come in and go. This relationship's gonna fall the fuck apart if you get sick and don't take care of yourself. Come on, let's go. Or when the last major dental work you had, you were miserable. You were miserable because you were in pain. You were miserable yeah. because you just, it was just a bad situation. And yet you were like, I don't I don't know what to do. I'm sure this is too expensive. I'm sure we can't do this. And you were just not you at that point. You were so True. miserable on a lot of different levels. And I went, this is not just bad for him. This is bad for us because we're fighting with one another more than normal you're you know we're not able to engage well, we've, with one another we like, talked like about
1: that too because i've i've been through that cycle with my with my back many years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you get into the cycle of especially with something like that you have pain and you know it's bad enough you're dealing with the pain but then a lot of times with that comes lack of sleep. Sure. Because, you know, with, with my back, you can't get comfortable. You, you know, you toss, you turn, you you lose sleep and it, it snowballs, sure. the whole thing just snowballs.
0: And then, you know, you've got the added angst over what you're not doing, guilt over what you didn't, you're not able to do that you, you were able to do prior to, what your partner's lacking, what the relationship is mm-hmm. lacking, the way everything seems like it's going downhill. Like there's a lot that goes into yeah those kinds of situations. And in the case of the the major dental work, I stepped in and went, no, this cannot continue. One, this is not the type of relationship I want where you have a thing that we could deal with.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: we were fortunate. It was not a thing that had no name and had no fix. There was a fix, let's go fucking do it. Um, and also I see that you're exhausted and you're wiped out and I can do something of this for you. And that, that's a really nice feeling of being a submissive. He's like, but I can do some of this for you if you just fucking let me. And you were, at that point, I guess you were just worn down enough, you know? <laughs> You're like, fine. And it, you know, we had a happy outcome from it. We had a happy mm-hmm. ending, which does not always occur. I get that. right? But right. in that case, that was me sitting back and assessing the situation and going, okay, I have the tough love clause. Uh, he's miserable. He's in pain. We have, we are not in a good place because how can we be when one of us is suffering and there's a potential solution? I'll take care of it. <laughs> and so I could be both the, the. I don't want to put air quotes around it because I would say it's a leadership thing. I could be both the leader of that moment and the submissive who took care of you. Yeah. And the partner who went, here, here, let's move forward, let's do this. And it's those kinds, we've had enough of those kinds of moments on different levels from really small to really big, where we've learned to rely on one another in a lot of different ways, both in terms of just trust and communication, but also um, that we really can depend on the other. The other, when we, we might not always be get it right we might not always mm-hmm. uh, see the situation for what it is but we know that when one of us comes to the other and says this has to change this is wrong right. do this don't do that it is because
1: but see for me at the, that time it's the
0: best judgment for, for the relationship for me at that
1: time because of the pain then the compounding lack of sleep i was caught in this cycle of not knowing the right way because i couldn't make a decision sure. at that point point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was grateful later mm-hmm. for what for the decision you made because it was the right choice. Mm-hmm. But because of the, the space I was in at that sure. time, I couldn't make the choice.
0: Right. and that's that's where I could step up and because of the relationship we've built, you could let me do mm-hmm. that. which? You know, for D types out there, it's not always easy. Going, I can't make this decision. Somebody else make this decision. Um, and I think that's where whatever skills that you may develop as an S type, those come into play. And for me, I I know how to take charge of a fucking situation and get shit done. I'm really fucking efficient that way. I mean, I don't put it on my resume exactly like that, but (laughs) (laughs) I get shit done. I get shit done, Um, and I love that. Like, I like that little feeling of control of I'm getting shit done, you know. (laughs) But to then get shit done on uh, on your behalf as my partner that I love, Mm -hmm. and in a way that I know benefits both of us over the long term, like that's a really gratifying feeling. It's why we talk about leadership from the perspective of the dominant because dominance is. Yeah. A leadership position of some sort, depending on the style that you take on. But I think submissives have plenty of opportunities to be leaders in maybe more subtle ways, maybe on a, at a much lower frequency and lower level. Um, but, you know, I'm in charge of me when you're not standing over here in charge of me. You mm-hmm. gave, you like... Like most of the great leaders I followed, most of my best bosses, you give me the expectations, you tell me what you want, you tell me, you teach me how you want it done if I don't know, mm-hmm. and then you leave me to it. You fucking let me get on with that, that right. shit. I've never been good with micromanagement. For those who are good with micromanagement, mm-hmm. that's great. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm saying it is not right for me. And I'm really glad that it is right. also not right for you. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: And there, and there are people who do yes. want and need micromanagement. All right. Um, but, you know, yeah, no. And I, and I think that's why I, I don't micromanage because I don't like to be micromanaged. Exactly.
0: And also for me, it's always been a point of pride, which is why I, in the work environment mostly, I rail against micromanagement because it's like, look, I'm going to show you I know what the fuck I'm doing. You don't need to micromanage me. Mm -hmm. Let me show you how fucking good I am. Yeah, because I I got a little bit of an ego in the workplace. You got to watch me. (laughs) (laughs) Not in an evil, nefarious way. I don't think I'm better than other people. I just know that once I know what the fuck I'm doing, I get shit done. I need that on a t-shirt. I get shit done. Um, (laughs) But that's that's a thing I've found with servant leadership is when you have a good team in the workplace when mm-hmm. you're in a good team as a and with your power exchange you trust one another i trust you to make decisions that maybe they're not my favorite for me but will benefit us all you trust me to do what i've agreed to do mm-hmm. to um know what the fuck i'm doing and if i if i don't to let you know and we'll figure it out together right and we just sort of trust each other in the roles that we inhabit but I mean, we didn't. We didn't walk into it that way. It, we did and we didn't. We assumed because certain leadership is definitely your style, just mm-hmm. implicitly. We assumed that the other could just get on with their ship. Neither of us needed to be uh, up each other's ass to make right. this relationship work. You would do your part. I would do my part. We would come together as often as needed to figure it out in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then there would be times we would do shit together. Um, that starts with something as small as like baby steps, early days of a relationship. You gave me a task and a deadline. Right. I got that shit done by the deadline. You did not have to stay on me. You did not have to track me down. You did not need, every once in a while, you wanted me to like explain in detail what I did. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that was more for either the learning purpose. Cause it was, you knew it was a new thing I was learning about, like a new kink. Or it was the fun kinky control aspect. Like, oh, tell me everything you did, right? And that <laughs> right. was part of the game. But in general, you said, do this thing and then left me to fucking do it. Even now, yeah. like we have joked about this in the past, f- folding the fucking sheets. You will wash them all day. I fold them. I mean, by fold, I take that finished sheet and just roll it around and into a bundle and call that folded, but whatever. And you don't really give a time limit. But mm-hmm. if I take longer than you really like, you will then start kind of going, when are you gonna fold those sheets?
1: I'll give you a nudge.
0: Right, or you'll give me a deadline if I I'll take give too long. A nudge. But That's the right. assumption is that I am capable and qualified to do this, and so you're just gonna let me do it. And mm-hmm. you're only gonna step in if I'm not performing at a level that you want but me
1: see, to. But see, we, we also learned this early on in our relationship when we had the condo. Yeah. Because we renovated 80% of that condo ourselves. And
0: we had only been living together just under a just year under a when
1: year. we did that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we'd been together about two years, mm-hmm. but living together and having that day-to-day lived-in situation, less than a year.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And and we pulled it off. We did. I mean, I, it, I'm i not bragging when I say this, this. This is not in that manner, but... We did one hell of a job together.
0: Oh, I know. That was when I really learned I like working with you. When I can get out of my own way. So as a submissive who also likes to have control Hi, thanks. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, it can be difficult. I can easily butt heads in a situation where I really feel like I know what we ought to be doing it helped that in that situation, I mean, I've painted some walls, I've done some Mm. small things around a house, but I knew I didn't know everything we needed to do. And because of just where we were in life and what was going on and all that, I was, it was easy to step back and let myself not be in control and just follow your lead. And the nice thing about that was by following your lead in that situation, that was the practice I needed to know, even though I sometimes forget, that I can follow your lead in any situation. Because one, when you know, you know, you're pretty decisive, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna do this. And when you don't know, you're not afraid to go, I don't know, we need to look this up, we need to call somebody, we need to watch a YouTube video, we need to do mm-hmm. something, because I don't know. Yeah. Um, and that was in that very not power exchangey kind of way, that was really good practice. And yet I remember in a lot of that situation, Tr- being in a very submissive headspace. Like, what do you want me to do, Daddy? Mm-hmm. What do I do next, Daddy? What do, where do we go from here? And it was one of those situations because I didn't have all the experience like I might have on another thing now. I did have to ask you a lot of questions and I did have to be taught some things. But again, you trusted me enough to to know that you would show me. And if I didn't know, I'd ask. But right. if I did know, you'd just let me get on with it and let me do what I'm good at so you sure. could steer the rest of the ship. And I think that's another sort of hallmark of good servant leadership, both in employment and in a relationship, um, because that, you know, is, there is that trust. There's that trust that mm-hmm. you're either going to know what you're doing or you're, gonna feel comfortable enough asking questions until you do know what you're doing. And I can provide that as the leader, I can give you what you need, but I don't, it's, you know, the hold handing, the hand holding, not the hold handing, the hand holding <laughs> only has to last so long. Um, I, I was trying to think of a, a time when it did not work out quite that way. It's usually business, oh no, I was, I know it is business related. The one thing, and this is a quirk of you, and I think it happens, with people who are not leading in the high level way, like I'm trying to lead this relationship, but in this case you're leading through a specific task, Uh, teaching me stuff in the shop. Mm. I became a shop elf for thekinkery.com. Anyway, um, (laughs) you, I had to go, hi, hi, what are you doing? Because what you were doing is you were showing me stuff and you were not communicating because like many of us, we know how to do a thing, but we might not know how to teach how to do that thing. And that was a moment where your leadership, your high level leadership skills were not translating down to lower micro levels yeah. because I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't need you to lead. I need you to teach. So part of that means just talk to yourself as you're going through these steps. You don't have to talk to me like we're in class, but I need you to say right now I am pouring this part A of this resin into this thing for this reason. And then I'm going to pour blah, blah, blah into this thing. And then, and I was like, I need, and I got really frustrated. You did. You did. I was very cranky. And you know what it is? It's because I'm so used to you knowing how to lead a situation like that, again, at a high level, that I was like annoyed. I'm like, wait, he he wants me to hand him things and I don't even know what things are called. And he, he's not talking to me. He's just doing it. Am I ever going to get, and I was getting that, I was getting antsy because I it was like, our system was not holding up. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And
0: it's because the roles had changed. It was not leadership in the typical way, it was teaching. And there is a yeah. difference. A teacher is absolutely a leader, but a teacher is also, uh, among it's, many things, an imparter a, it's a, of information. It's a,
1: it's a little different headspace. <laughs> it's a different headspace. And for it's me, I think what I had to to take back from that was that I was so used to going through the muscle memory mm-hmm. of, of doing the thing that I was just like, okay, yeah, you know, here we go. right. Down the line, so but.
0: I say that to say that you can be a servant leader and be and 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 it's not always going to translate that that ability to just go you do your thing and I'll do my thing that does not always translate well in other aspects. So there are other styles that then have to be learned and sort of taken on. But in general, to steer the ship that is mm-hmm. JB and Kayla, that is your style. You are making yeah. decisions that aren't just short-term benefiting you or even me but are for the long term what what is the right thing mm-hmm. most of the time right. that will make us if not gloriously happy at least satisfied to get us to whatever we're we're trying to accomplish and yeah. that is you know our kink goals what are we trying to learn what kind of kinks do mm-hmm. we want to explore when are we going to go play again <laughs> just yeah mm. um
1: Down girl. (laughs) I know, right?
0: Um, What are we trying to do financially with this relationship? What are we trying to do as parents? What are we trying to do business-wise? Like, what is going to help us be our best dom and sub self? And I don't know. I don't think, you tell me, when you're making decisions, like Mm -hmm. when you are in that leadership position, I don't, I would kind of assume you're not always thinking that literally. Like, if I make this decision now... This could affect the outcome of our relationship like it's it's more of a feeling like this is good for us or this yeah. is not good for right. us. Yeah? Yeah. 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 So.
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <sighs> That's a lot.
1: Yeah. It is.
0: It's is a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um again Servant leadership is not everybody's style. That's okay. If you're like, well, what styles are there? I would suggest going back to our episode where we talked about the different leadership styles that we could find, which again, are probably not all of them, but it was, I thought, kind of comprehensive. I have linked to that episode um, in the places. So on YouTube, it's in the description box for the podcast. It is um, in the show notes or just look for episode 261. Of uh, the podcast um, app that you're using, um, and then you can kind of get a breakdown of what styles there are. And I also think that people can be a combination, right? It's like sure. any role that we inhabit mm-hmm. in kink. Like you can be just this one thing, or you can be a combination of like. Well, oh, like we say ones.
1: about about kink, there's a spectrum, sure, and it's the sure. same thing with that, sure.
0: Um, And so I do think that like there were, if I recall from the leadership styles, there was like strategic thinker. I think you're definitely that. I do think that that plays well with servant leadership because Mm -hmm. if you're trying to make sure the whole team is moving in a direction, reaching a vision, reaching a goal, you do need to sometimes be able to think strategically. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are a lot of different styles. Some are less good than others. If you are thinking of yourself or a partner and you're like, no, they're definitely the micromanager or a dictator kind of thing where their way or the highway, Um, that can be done if done carefully and with respect and everybody involved is getting their needs met and feels like they can fully consent and can withdraw consent and that their voice is heard in whatever way it needs to get heard. So I would never say that those styles are automatically bad. I do think those styles are uh, ripe for the fakes, the wannabes, the posers, the abusers to step in because they step in thinking, oh, all I all I need to do to be a dom is to say, we do it my way or we don't do it all. You're not a quote real submissive if you don't want to do mm-hmm. it my way, all that bullshit. Um, so if you feel like maybe you are, you are in a relationship with that kind of style, do a quick assessment of but am I happy? Can I mm-hmm. withdraw my consent at any time? Do I feel like I'm heard when I need to speak up? Like, if those needs are getting met, then it's it's fine. It might not be for me, but it's fine. Um, and, but if they're not, then maybe that's not the best style of a relationship to be in. Mm-hmm. So, I and also I just like, I, I want it to, to be known that there are more, there's so many ways to be dominant, to exude dominance, Mm -hmm. to have control, to be in charge. And they don't always have to be these hardcore, you know, I'm, you know, master, mistress, whatever, ruler of all, you know, we're not doing a a Yertle the Turtle thing here where I'm I'm (laughs) king of all that I see. That's a Dr. Seuss reference. I don't know. I always make that reference.
1: You do. <laughs> you I'm do. Thinking you bring about that, that up a lot. Yes.
0: Uh, not on, not in the podcast. There's a first okay, time for everything. Well, but,
1: yeah.
0: um, yeah. Like if you're not on some level thinking about your partner's needs as a dominant, what the fuck are you even doing? Like, I don't care what your style is. Remember that your partner has needs and they, their needs should get mm-hmm. met too. <laughs> and it's not just you. Cause is it a power exchange relationship if you were just there by yourself being the domly dom who thinks you can tell everybody what to do without considering them? No, no, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Okay. Mm. So, um, yeah. I guess we'll, we're done. I, <laughs> I think we want to come back to leadership stuff, but I don't know what that topic will be
1: next. hmm I'm sure we'll come up with something.
0: I'm sure. It's definitely yeah. like a thing that's on our mind. Yeah. Um. So if you have suggestions about stuff related directly to leadership that you would like us to talk about, feel free to mm-hmm. throw those ideas at us and we'll take them into consideration. There you go. So, yeah, I think that's it for me.
1: So are we good? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Keep, Keep it, it kinky, 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 y'all.
0: And we'll see you next week. Baby girl, can I talk to the crickets, please?
1: I know how much you love talking to the crickets. I do,
0: it's a highlight of my whole week.
1: Yeah, I know you, you look forward to that just as much as you know the actual podcast itself, just to be able to sit down and talk to the crickets and tell them about what's going on and things happening in our lives. And...
0: God, you're such a fucking sadist. <laughs> can
1: I please talk to the fucking
0: crickets, please? Thank you. Go ahead
1: and talk to the crickets. She
0: said with respect.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I had well, there were a couple of questions in the live stream chat. Okay, um, Kim asked, "Have we looked at Myers Briggs personality type as part of DS relationships?" We. Had a whole plan to do short videos based on different personality tests and then that got dropped Mm -hmm. off. We might look at it again for 2022. Um, We both know our uh, Myers-Briggs personality assessment. I'm an INTJ. You are an INFJ. Um, I have, have, we did a thing on personality. We did a whole episode on personality and that was the, the episode we were going to do that would then lead into us talking about different personality types um, and different assessments and ways mm-hmm. of figuring your personality. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll think about it for 2022. Hmm. Let's see. Um, CDC asked a question and yes. I want to see. Uh, CDC asked, uh, did our wedding vows reflect our, the leadership style? And the sad thing is, we were supposed to have really cool wedding vows. Yes. Uh, And then the person who was supposed to perform our wedding ghosted us and my aunt, thank God, is ordained in the state of Florida. And she found some nice uh, wedding vows, but mm-hmm. I could not tell you what they are anymore because they were not the really fucking cool ones that they were supposed to be. Right. Um, our original plan for our wedding vows was supposed to definitely ref- have a, a power exchange y kind of feel, like a real subtle one. Um, and we did not get that. No. So, and then I have to comment on this okay. Tashu in the live stream chat said holy crap i just killed a guy in halo whose gamer tag was lord domley pants oh
1: god <laughs> i need to believe that lord domley
0: pants is a listener to this podcast i just need to believe it maybe not but that right. is definitely similar to something i've said before yes i i'm gonna live in hope so Lord Donnelly Pants if you're out there I'm sure Tashy was mm-hmm. not at all sorry he killed you in the game but also hi. Okay, so right. <laughs> um, bonus section stuff.
1: Well, first off I'd like to um, because I it, it t- I I did my best and it took me a day and a half almost 2 days. Okay. To to thank everybody on social media. Oh yeah um so if i missed you i'm sorry so i'm going to say it here thank you everyone for the birthday wishes
0: jb turned 60 on monday july 12. yeah and you don't I look didn't. a day over 59. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was a wonderful birthday
0: i it, sh- it should have been more in my opinion but we do what we can
1: it was nice
0: you were happy and i know that's I all that matters happy. but I, I wanted i was it to be more. very
1: <laughs> Very happy I got to spend time with people I care about.
0: I know, and that really is what matters. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I ate things that I shouldn't have been eating and drank things I shouldn't be drinking, but I don't care. Right. I we had an it. indulgence day. We we had an indulgence and enjoyed day. enjoyed every, every freaking bit of it.
0: We went to Carabas. Yeah. Is it the same as a great little authentic Italian place? No. No,
1: but it was but it was it's good. Yeah, it, it's it was. Good. It was very nice. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, got to eat some food that I, I don't normally eat these Two days. Two
0: baskets of bread. Two baskets of bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the 15 year old, because the youngest is still at his grandma's till this coming weekend. 15 year old was with us, and he he's chowing down like first the bread, mm-hmm. then the salad, then his food. He's like. I don't think I've ever tasted food this good. And well, I feel like I should, we should be <laughs> insulted. We make pretty good food around here. But yeah. We are, are very, very basic cooks. Like we don't, we don't do anything fancy or special. Mm-hmm. Not most of the time. Um, but he was like, um, and, and his birthday's next week. And I'm like, yeah, but where do you want to go for your birthday? And he's like, how can I decide this? This is what real food tastes like, isn't it? And I'm like, and I was like, <laughs> I, was like I was like making sure to qualify. Like, you no, know, actually i I'm, a little like a little Italian local owned by Italians, Italian restaurant will be better. But mm-hmm. this is pretty good. And uh, he's like, "Do he's like I thought I wanted Popeyes fried chicken before we had this." So I was like, "Oh lord!" I mean, my my budget we, would prefer we, you pick Popeyes. We created fried a monster. We did create a monster. <laughs> we
1: create a monster. <laughs> well, the thing that's funny, the last time we were at a carabba's, he was probably his brother's age.
0: Yeah, they were still eating off the kid's menu.
1: And, and yeah, they they ate off the kid's menu and, you know, it... Uh,
0: yeah, it was spaghetti yeah. and meatball, basically. Right. Or, the, I think they would do, like, they were, they're were they okay with Alfredo sauce. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he didn't eat off the big boy menu. No. And that was funny because I realized that he, as, you know... An older kid who's like looking at the menu. I'm like, "Do you?" Who only ever eats spaghetti at our house or penne mm-hmm. or whatever. I was like, "Do you need help navigating this menu?" He goes, "A little bit." <laughs> I said, it's okay. I said the pasta dishes are gonna be the most familiar to you, but there's these other things. Blah blah blah. Yeah. He got lasagna, wolfed it down like he was mm-hmm. starving. Then I I tried to get eggplant parmesan. I so we had a good time. The service was fine, but they like it was like half my order they couldn't give me. So first I ordered eggplant Parmesan. I was very excited about it. Then they come back and they're like, oh, we aren't able to make eggplant Parmesan. Actually what they said was they had run out. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And chicken Parmesan had been my second choice. I was like, chicken Parmesan. And I don't, I had never eaten French fries in an Italian place, but the way they described these fries was like, I would like the truffle Parmesan fries, please. This is my side. And it was as they're bringing, right before they brought our food out, they're like, oh we can't do fries either. And what had happened is their deep fryer was not working properly, so they were not using it at all till it was fixed. And so eggplant parm couldn't be served, fries couldn't be served, so I had to change my side. So they were very sweet about it, and they gave us like five bucks off our meal, which was fine, Um, but... The egg, I should, could have just had the chicken parmesan with nothing else. It was two pieces mm-hmm. of chicken. And I get halfway through my chicken, and it's delicious, and I'm happy with it. And I look over at the 15-year-old's plate, and he's already wolfed through this lasagna. And you can tell he's, like, still kind of hungry, and I'm full. Because he's
1: eyeballing everybody else's plate. Everybody's plate.
0: And I'm full. I was legit full because I did eat my side, and I had a piece of chicken. And I'm like, do you want... Do you want my other piece of chicken? Because otherwise I'll bring it home. But if you're hungry, let me feed you. Mm. And he goes, you don't mind? I'm like, I don't mind. Here, watch that child wolf that thing down like it had never been there. And I'm like, so are you a chicken parm fan? he's like, it's okay. <laughs> he's like, I'll, I'll stick with my lasagna. I was like, okay. But he was like, and his eyes are just roving. And then um, we go home where we had your cake that we yeah. picked out that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Ended up being a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting.
1: Chocolate fudge. Chocolate fudge. Yeah.
0: Um, from Publix, if if you know, you know. Uh, Publix cakes are, are delicious. But um, he was ready to eat cake. Like, the moment we walked in the door, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let the old people's stomachs settle. Yeah, right. Let us walk the dog. <laughs> let us, like, get an appetite back. He was like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> I think he waited 45 minutes.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Slurped that piece down. And it, so we got a mini cake. So it was, I mean seven not even six inches across it's a little yep, cake, that, yeah and i just yeah. cut it into fours and that was a bigger piece than i needed it was so sweet oh my god but he gets this his quarter of this little round cake inhales it and then is like is there more what are you gonna do with that last piece of cake mr john is there more i'm like oh my god right? and you haven't even gone to band camp to use up extra energy this is the the fuel you need to sustain you're staying up till two a.m. sleeping till two p.m.
1: He, <laughs> right he, now. He, he might be going through or getting ready to hit another growth spurt the way yes. he's been eating.
0: Well, he is he's about six foot tall now, um, but he's super super slender, like crazy slender. Yeah. Um, he wear he has to wear men's pants because the uh, the length is long enough. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but the waist is always too big. And he came to me the other day. and goes, I think I'm finally growing into my pants, mom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I step back and I'm like, yeah, your shoulders look a little wider. You're, you know, mm-hmm. but he's super slender. So yeah, he's one of those kids. It's like the joke is he's got like a second stomach or something, a hollow leg, something. <laughs> so, but he, he, um, he doesn't do that all the time. But once he decides he's hungry, it's like just. Step back and just throw food at his face. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So,
0: but yeah. So, yeah, we're about to start. He's going to get to take his um, driver, the road test for his driver's license yes. next Friday, the 23rd. So, potentially for our um, international BDSM live stream on July 24th, we may be reporting that we have a driver in the family.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: We're trying to to manage his expectations. I'm like, look, not everybody passes the first time. It's easy to get super nervous. I said, if you don't pass, they'll tell you where they dinged you, where you lost points, we'll work on that stuff. We'll get you tested as soon as we can do it. Um, But he's really intent on hopefully passing because if he takes his test and passes on July 23rd, and we allow him to, course. Then the next week he has band camp all week and he would be able to drive himself to and from, um, which we would love because band camp is from eight AM to six PM and neither of us wants to be out there at 7 30 or 6 30 right. doing pickup and drop off. Um and so he's yeah, he wants to he wants to pull up in in the car mm-hmm. and be his mm-hmm. own driver. So we shall see. Yeah. The more and it's funny because when I'm in the car with him and he's driving He's doing okay. I mean, he clearly needs more experience. He clearly needs just time. You know, there's some things he's yeah. got to work on and a little rough around the edges on some stuff. But in general, I'm like, yeah, he's got this. But it's when, but even though I don't have control, I'm not behind the wheel. I feel like when I'm in the car, I have control. And it's when I think about him driving without me in the car that that's when I get all panicky because I'm like, oh my God, he's going to stop paying attention. Oh my God, he's going to get distracted. Oh my God, he's going to have a friend in the car. And and, then, and I don't so I okay. Said, so I said, look. I said, here's what I need you to do for me. When you are driving, I need you to pretend I'm in the passenger seat. You know how you drive when I'm in that car with you? He's like, yeah, which is not how he drives with you. No. <laughs> I said, you pretend like I'm sitting there and that's how you drive. He was like, okay, mom, which I know means, okay, crazy lady, what the fuck ever.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we we did have a, a a bit of a situation. He was, he had, you know, typical teenage kid. He got comfortable and he got cocky and he made some serious mistakes. Oh yeah, he did serious enough that I told him you pull that car over right now and you get out. I'm, I am driving. Yep. And I think that kind of clicked with him that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, let him drive. We went to Gainesville mm-hmm. last week. We wanted to, he's, I think he's going to try and go to college. I think that's his plan. We support it as long as he doesn't go into ridiculous financial debt to do it. Don't make your mother's decisions, is I think what I said to him. Um, And he's like, well, maybe University of Florida, which University of Florida is a competitive college because it's, you know, a good state university. But
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's feasible. And um, based on his grades and stuff, I think it's feasible. So we're like, well, let's drive drive there so you can just even see what we're talking about. And um, we let him drive all the way there. Yes. And he did really well for he did. never having done highway driving, for never having to navigate speed traps, for you know, like all that. But I was still like, I'm gonna sit here in the back seat of this car and just look at my phone. I'm not mm-hmm. looking at anything because yeah, the urge to backseat drive was really
1: strong, <laughs> really, really strong.
0: So, <sighs> yeah, we know we we um, we're telling him like, okay, when you first get your license, you're not going to be just driving around all over the damn place. You're going to go to and from school or do very limited trips at first. The idea being that if he gets his license in July, school starts August 10th, by then he'll have to have more freedom because he'll also be taking um, classes on college campus its like way across town, so we'll right. have to do more driving. And then slowly we'll be like, okay, now you can you can have a friend in the car. Okay, now you can whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. It's just, oh, I'm not ready for this stage. It's <laughs> both exciting
1: and scary all at the same time.
0: Ooh, yeah, I was talking to somebody um, the other day. It was my, my new uh, doctor. I finally went to mm. get a... A a well woman visit, as they call it. Um, But um, she was asking age of kids, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, we're about to have a driver. And she goes, oh, so you just don't even sleep anymore, do you? I'm like, no, (laughs) no, not really. (laughs) But yeah, so there's that. Let's Mm -hmm. see. Uh, Lola's doing wonderfully. Mm -hmm. She only slightly snored through this episode. I'm pretty impressed. It's a lighter snore than it has been. The cats are... The cats, Uh, Onyx has been still cuddling every night to sleep with us. Mm -hmm. I practiced. Okay, I do not always (laughs) make intelligent decisions. Let me just, if you hadn't noticed, let me put that out there. I like to every so often test to see, can this cat be held? Can she let me pick her up? I had just woken up. Y'all, I sleep naked. I'm butt ass naked sitting on the bed. I think I was waiting for the shower water to warm up or something. And I'm like, she's letting me pet her. Let me see if she'll let me not just pick her up, but like draw her in. I don't know why I decided to go big. Normally I just put my hand under her stomach and see if she'll let me lift. And I was like, no, I desperately want to cuddle. Naked. So I do. (laughs) She lets me put my hand under her stomach, doesn't bolt. She kind of lets me pick her up. But when she realizes I'm pulling her close to me, she's like, no. And I now have, right down my cleavage, down the side on, of my boob, two scratches just all the way down. And I'm like... She
1: went full-on hellcat.
0: I'm a dumbass. <laughs> 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 I just was not all common sense left in that moment. Like, I, that was the only expected outcome. That's the only thing that could have happened. I get scratches when I am fully clothed and try to do anything with these damn animals and I was like, "Nah, this is fine. Let's just, let's just see what happens. A completely predictable outcome. They're red. Ain't, like, this is a very delicate part of the, and it just. Uh,
1: I, I learned, you know, prior to having Lola, oh my God. I used to go around the house shirtless. Yeah. You know, just wore my shorts and uh, mm-hmm. no shirt. Just be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh since we got Lola, I always have a T shirt on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lola's claws, man, they just rip right down, yeah. And
1: and it's not that she, she does anything. She's not aggressive. She's not anything. aggressive in that manner, but when I sit down on the sofa, when I lay down on the sofa, mm-hmm. um, she just bounces up there with such enthusiasm mm-hmm. to be near me. Mm-hmm. You know. It, she's like ah, there he is no. I'm gonna lay with him now yeah I have you know.
0: bruises from her because yeah. she's gotten into this new habit when she jumps on the couch to sit with with you she then just sort of puts falls forward yeah into your lap with her front paws for me always on the tops of my sort of inner thighs mm-hmm. and I just have, I mean it takes my breath away every time I just have these bruises all over the tops of my legs from her so yeah Woo.
1: And uh, last night, we got to have some real down-to-earth oh, um, God. full-on We had to try some broccoli. new products
0: that were so good. I was like, I, we can make a video right now. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm yeah. naked. We can't make a video right um, now.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the oldest was out for the night. Yeah. And, you know, the youngest, uh, the still, not still still with grandma. Yeah and uh, like you know Mm
0: -hmm. you
1: know Mm -hmm.
0: it went from it was real playful because we're trying these new things we're unboxing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you're like trying because they're kink things and you're like you're trying them out, like oh my god oh my god and for once I felt it within myself lately when you've like tried to do certain fuckery that I haven't done in a long time I've resisted, oh, if anybody heard that, that was thunder, thunder in the background. Mm-hmm. I've tried, I've resisted a little bit. Like there's been some yeah. block where I've pulled away and, and maybe it's cause I was going with the moment of we're trying this and we need to give it like mm-hmm. an actual test. I sort of sank into it and just like let go of whatever. And so we could really play with these things, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is this is a nice feeling." Ooh. I had
1: you blindfolded. And I was leading you around by a chain on the uh, nipple, nipple clamps.
0: clamps. Nipple clamps were actually staying on yeah. while tugging on the the chain. And anybody with with who's had the experience of that not happening knows that was a miracle. That was
1: amazing.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, and then. I was like, oh, wait, remember that vibrator? Actually, it was the Sahimi vibrator. Shout out to this week's sponsor. I was like, we haven't tried that for sex yet. Let me grab it. And we were using, is that thing called a hog tie? Yeah. It was a a bondage kit. And there was this Mm -hmm. hog tie thing. This is not by Sahimi. This is the other place. But I'm on my stomach in like a hog tie kind of thing. And I'm like, wait, I have that vibrator. Try it. And they grabbed the Sahimi vibrator.
1: I was like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and uh, lots of spankings for you.
0: Yeah, sixty spanks plus one to grow on. Yeah, who with a paddle that that had some kick to it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And then I was like, get a picture of my butt, daddy. Get a picture of my butt. Yeah, a lot, of,
1: lots of pictures. Yeah,
0: pictures that I probably will not post anywhere, but I have them. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
0: like it was, it was a great, we yeah, we well, basically dragged your birthday into another day and I, I'm
1: mm-hmm, here for it, mm-hmm. I'm here for
0: it. But we finally took advantage of time where we're child free because we've had opportunities over the summer, but we just mm-hmm. haven't done anything with that time. Right. And we were like, oh, this is nice. And then we were super relaxed for the rest of the night. <laughs> And I,
1: I fell asleep very uh, quickly, and yeah, you did. Night. That must
0: have been nice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my sleep's out the window these days. So yeah, I mean, it's been, a, it's been an eventful weekend. It's mm-hmm, only Wednesday mm-hmm. for us. So, right. um, I think that's enough. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you now know I have practically self-inflicted cat scars down my. <laughs> boobs. Bet you'll
1: never do that again.
0: I probably will. I probably won't think about it and just. Lose my mind for 30 seconds. The, the uh, need to cuddle this cat overrode every bit of common sense I possess. Um, and also our fuckery. So there we go. I think we've mm-hmm. overshared enough for one week. We can there overshare again next week.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, Thank y'all mm-hmm. for listening. If you're in the uh, watching the live stream, thank you for being here live. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks for listening. Thank,
1: just thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you. We love it when mm-hmm. you're here with us. Um, and we will be back again next week. Yep, yep, uh,
1: yep.
0: Thanks to our sponsor Sahimi, Sahimi.com. Links are in all the places where we put the links. And don't forget, July 24th is our Rando live stream hangout thing, celebrating International BDSM Day
1: oh eva i'm so sorry oh
0: and eva just told us in the live stream chat that her kitty passed away on saturday that is awful we are so sorry eva oh if you have any fur babies cuddle them a little closer Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. because we all know how much that sucks okay we are gonna go we will talk
1: to y'all later Mm -hmm. i love you Bye. bye